MSW Media. Big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash daily beans and use code HelixPartner. And thanks to AG1 for supporting our show. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. Today, Jim Jordan humiliated himself, coming up 20 votes short of the 217 needed to win the House Speakership. An explosion at a hospital in northern Gaza has killed hundreds of Palestinians. The U.S. secretly provided attackums to Ukraine, which were used to destroy a Russian heliport. More bad news for Trump's Truth Social, as the SPAC says financial statements cannot be relied upon. The January 6th bullhorn lady has been sentenced to 57 months in federal prison. And Democrats are already crafting a strategy to make Republicans pay if they elect Jim Jordan Speaker of the House. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Happy Wednesday, my friend. Yeah, I, I I have to just say Wednesday. There's a lot. I'm trying to find the happy in the days. It's 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 a little difficult right now, but I am sending love to you and everyone out there listening. That is for sure. We're going to do our best to brighten your spirits today, as well as bring you the news and say fuck a few times. A little bit of cursing. That's how we do it. And yeah, it was a tough day today. There was a hospital. Um, a bomb or an explosion went off at a hospital in northern Gaza, um, killing uh, at least two to three hundred people. Uh, we don't have the exact death toll right now. Now, at first it came out um, that Hamas and, and the Palestinian health ministry said that Israel launched the rocket that destroyed the hospital. Then Israel and the IDF said that it was a Hamas rocket. Um, turns out probably was an Islamic Jihad rocket, which is a uh, like a smaller faction of, of Hamas and Hezbollah, a terrorist organization, um, still waiting for the confirmation on that from U.S. officials on exactly what happened. Uh, but, you know, this is a fog of war situation. The problem is, is that it kicked off a lot of, of violent protests uh, in the region. And there was a lot of speculation about what happened. Um, and we still don't know exactly uh, what caused this. But the, the the thing that I find so infuriating is everybody on social media just looking to find out who to blame instead yep. of realizing that there were children and people at a hospital who were trying to take cover that were killed, that were, you know, killed today. And so that's it. it stay like steer clear a little bit of social media on this stuff and, and center yourself in your humanity. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's horrific. Um, regardless of, of what caused that explosion. I know that who did means a lot to what will happen next. Uh, President Biden is on his way to the region. 
um, but uh, a, a summit between Jordan and Egypt with President Biden has now been canceled. Don't know if it's directly because of this attack on the hospital in northern Gaza. But again, these are people and our hearts go out to them. And that's where they should. That's where our minds should be no, I agree. Um, I agree when these that. kinds of things happen is with those victims. Now, now here at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I already talked about Biden going to the region. Hopefully they'll be able to smooth things out. They're trying their best to contain what's going on uh, so it doesn't spread to, uh, you know, uh, to a wider conflict in the region. Um, we'll see. Uh, I know Antony Blinken has been there meeting with Netanyahu for over seven hours now. It's uh, 2.30 in the morning there as we record this, and he is still there uh, in Israel. So I'm um, trying, you know, meeting with uh, officials. So we'll see. Um, this is probably the trip of Biden's lifetime uh, to the region. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, also today here at home, uh, Jim Jordan, there was a speaker vote. I was ready. I had my snacks. I was ready to watch <laughs> another 15 fucking rounds, you know. But he lost and he lost big. Like yesterday, I was like, you know, when they were talking about all these people flipping and the 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 never Jordans coming out and saying they were going to support him. And I'm like, shit, maybe I was wrong. Maybe he could be elected speaker. He was short 20 votes, Dana. That's more than twice what McCarthy was ousted with, Ooh. which is eight votes. Maybe he'll call um, Georgia and Raffensperger and see if they can find him for him. I mean, he, he knows right. a guy who knows a guy. We just need 19 That's with, with 20, which is one more than we have. Yeah. <laughs> so that um, that was embarrassing as fuck. And they were supposed to have another vote um, on on Tuesday afternoon. They decided not to. Um, I guess maybe they started to learn how to count. Republican boys are learning how to count finally. Uh, but they uh, have postponed the vote until today at 11 a.m. Eastern. That's Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll see if they even hold it or if it gets pushed off again. But um, there are some people reaching out, you know, to see about making Patrick McHenry, that's the speaker pro tem, who, by the way, is a completely like bigoted asshole dickhead, but seeing about giving him the full power of the speakership in exchange for some stuff. But right now, I know that uh, our leader, Hakeem Jeffries, is just solely focused on ensuring that Jim Jordan doesn't win the speakership. So we'll see what ends up happening. But it is a fucking clown show. It's impossible to predict. So there we are. Also, Trump today had published an article giving out doxing Letitia James a home address. Why is so he not that's... in prison? Why has I just I just it fucking infuriates me. He's 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 going against the gag order. He's he's every time he there's no fucking consequences. Like it makes my head want to explode, Allison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's got the gag order now in place. We'll see what this judge does here. Also, Weiselberg was whisked away after lying on the stand. He might be charged with perjury um, <laughs> at the end of last week. Who? It's a fucking, again, a shit show. Um, also, Donald Trump uh, left court today. He went to New York, even though Cohen wasn't there. He sat there and watched all the math stuff happen and arrived around in his seat like a man child. And then uh, and then he had to go be deposed by uh, my good friend and co-host of the Cleanup on L45 podcast, Peter Strzok. So that's fun. And speaking of Pete, he and I are going to host a happy hour, a joint happy hour this Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern joint happy hour for patrons of Cleanup on L45 and patrons of this program as well. So I look forward to that and talking to Pete and you can ask him questions. There's probably some questions he's not going to answer. I'm just letting you know. But 
we'll be there. So I'm excited about that. All right. All that out of the way. Thank you for um, listening to those quick hits there. We have a lot of other news to get to, though. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. First up from Salil Kapoor at NBC. After getting throttled on the first ballot, losing by 20 votes, Jim Jordan is not the Speaker of the House today. The Republic stands, at least not as of Tuesday night. Uh, We uh, thought there'd be a second ballot, but like I said, it's been postponed to 11 a.m. Eastern today. Democrats are already crafting a strategy to use Representative Jim Jordan as a political weapon against Republicans in the next election if he somehow can pull it out and win Speaker of the House. In a memo to House Democrats, first shared with NBC News, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, that's known as the DCCC, urged party members and candidates to portray the entire GOP as beholden to radicals should Republicans hand him the Speaker's gavel. There are, quote, no more moderates left in the Republican conference. That's the DCCC in a memo. I like somebody said, I think, on social media, look, there's no moderate Republicans. There's only strong MAGA and weak MAGA. (laughs) Now, the DCCC also added that Jordan will win only if so-called moderates cave and elect him. Quote, every Republican who votes for Jordan for speaker is simply following Trump's marching orders. That's what's in the memo. Two-page memo included a list of what the DCCC described as key examples of Jordan's extremism, citing his attempts to block the certification of Joe Biden's victory in 2020, his noncompliance with a subpoena by the now-defunct House January 6th Select Committee, his role as a co-founder of the far-right Freedom Caucus, his opposition to bipartisan bills on immigration, his support for aggressive tactics that Democrats say caused multiple government shutdowns. In addition to that, we know he voted no on the PACT Act to help veterans. I mean, he just votes no on everything and he hasn't put a piece of legislation out in, or even co-sponsored a bill that's passed or been even passed the House, not even gotten made into nothing, law. He hasn't nothing. even put anything past the House. In his entire 17 years, a speaker Jordan means extremism and far right priorities will govern the House of Representatives. It is imperative that our caucus makes clear to voters just how extreme Congressman Jordan is and how his speakership would negatively impact working families across the country, threaten democratic norms and weaken relationships with our allies. It also mentions allegations that as a wrestling coach decades ago, he turned a blind eye to sexual abuse of wrestlers by a team doctor. Jordan has firmly denied the allegations. And that blew my fucking mind today because when Rep Aguilar was nominating Hakeem Jeffries, he went through all the shit, you know, all this stuff, the extreme Jordan stuff. But he didn't mention the wrestling stuff with Jim Jordan. But you know who did? Elise Stefanik who nominated him to be the wow. Speaker of the House. He's like, whether he's doing this or whether he's on the wrestling mat and everyone, the Democrats were like, what? That's, oh, you're going to, wow. okay. All right. Lube the truth there. Uh, Jordan on Monday cited a need for GOP unity in a letter seeking to consolidate Republican support. The principles that unite us as Republicans are far greater than the disagreements that divide us. That's what Jim Jordan wrote. Are they? The principles. <laughs> yeah. Mm, you sure? You want to use the word principles? And the differences between us and our Democrat colleagues vastly outweigh our internal divisions. The country and our conference cannot afford us attacking each other right now. It's time we unite, get back to work on behalf of the American people. Sure, buddy. Uh, Again, I don't think Jordan will be elected now. We may be looking at a joint agreement, like I said, giving Patrick McHenry, Speaker Pro Tem, the power of a speaker in exchange maybe for some stuff Dems want. I'm not sure. Uh, I thought there was no way Jordan would ever be the speaker. Then again, he started to flip those votes. I thought maybe I was wrong, but we'll see how the second ballot goes today if it happens at all.
All right, A.G., thank you so much. This is from Ryan Riley at NBC. A January 6th defendant who smashed a Capitol window with an ice axe in giant cardboard tube before using a bullhorn to instruct riders on how to take the building and who recently received a personalized hat from the former president was sentenced to more than four years in prison on Tuesday. That'll show you. Don't take a hat from Trump. Now, Rachel Powell, a Pennsylvania woman, is she's in her early 40s, mother of eight, grandmother of six. Goodness. Oh, was, yeah, was convicted on nine federal counts back in July after a bench trial. In emotional comments during her sentencing, Powell said that she didn't want there to be any doubt about what she thought of what she did. She said, I'm deeply ashamed of my conduct. I regret it. It will never happen again. Federal prosecutors sought eight years in federal prison for Powell, who ultimately received 57 months, saying she developed an obsession with keeping former President Trump in power after a 2020 election loss and that she even conducted surveillance at a female legislator's home before taking part in the Capitol attack. Good Lord. Okay. Yeah. Well, after pushing against a police line at the Capitol, summoning other rioters to join her and others smashing the window on January 6th, Powell used a bullhorn, as I said, to try to bring order to the chaos. People should probably coordinate together if we're going to take the building, she yelled. Now, in the immediate aftermath of January 6th, she said it was, and I quote, was F-king war to get in, meaning it was fucking war to get in. Now, that that rioters were um, fucking welcomed in. And that police, and I quote, had to retreat into the building and fight back because patriots were relentless. But she changed her tune since, and prosecutors noted, and has painted a picture of police brutality. Now, Powell has been on home detention since she violated her pretrial conditions of release. She said at sentencing Tuesday that she feels remorse and regret every day. And this is what she continued to say. My conduct was disgraceful. I apologize to my family for the hell they have endured because of me. Powell said politics had taken a very dark turn in the country and that she gave into the toxic environment. Now, I got to give her some credit, by the way, for some of these comments, whether they're just for the court or she actually believes them. At least they're coming out of her mouth and she's saying them out loud. She said, I succumbed to those feelings and it led to disaster. Now, Judge Royce Lambert said Powell said all the right things today, but he wished she had said those things sooner. The judge said that Powell skated along for a long time even with her violations of her pretrial release conditions, but he would allow her to surrender after the holidays just before the three-year anniversary of her crimes. Whew. Yeah, you said all the right things, but um, fucking a little bit too late. Yeah, a so lot too late. Go have your Christmas, since we aren't fighting a war on Christmas, and, uh, and then, you know, come back uh, around the first of the year, and you can start your almost five-year sentence. All right. And to everybody that was freaking out on Twitter, complaining that the Biden administration was failing Ukraine by failing to send attackums, the Ukrainian military on Tuesday used U.S. supplied longer range missiles to strike nine Russian helicopters in eastern Ukraine after Washington secretly shipped the weapons in recent weeks. The delivery and use on the battlefield, confirmed by two people familiar with the move, marks a major ramp up of Biden administration's defense of Ukraine for the first time, providing Kiev's forces with the ability to strike Russian targets far behind the front lines. President Joe Biden had been hesitant publicly to deliver the Army tactical missile systems, that's attackums, for fear of escalation. The transfer indicates the administration's calculus has changed. <laughs> so the two people who confirmed the transfer and usage in Ukraine were granted anonymity to discuss sensitive internal deliberations. Wall Street Journal first reported the news that the missile had been transferred and used. 
the acknowledgement that the attackums are in Ukrainian hands and trained, they're all trained on them and already in use, comes after months of secrecy around Biden's decision to send the long range weapons. Ukraine, well, I should say longer range weapons. Ukraine announced Tuesday that its forces had destroyed nine Russian helicopters in a heliport and basically just co- totally like destroyed the heliport as well. And also other military equipment in an attack on the cities of Berdansk and Luhansk in Russian-occupied eastern Ukraine. So fuck yeah. Ukrainian special forces early Tuesday struck two Russian military airfields, saying they successfully destroyed nine Russian military helicopters, an anti-aircraft missile system, and an ammunition depot. The attacks took place, like I said, in Berdansk, which is southern city of Zaporizhia region, and at an airfield in Luhansk, an occupied city in eastern Ukraine. Special forces also managed to successfully damage airfield runways, Ukraine said, in what it called, this is so cool, Operation Dragonfly. The ammunition depot in Berdyansk detonated until 4 a.m. The detonation in Luhansk continued until 11 a.m. Losses in the enemy's manpower amount to dozens of dead and wounded. Bodies are still being pulled from the rubble. That's sad. Uh, Ukrainian Special Forces Operations said this in a statement. They were all uh, military, by the way, not civilian. Biden relayed his decision to send the missiles during a September 21st White House meeting with Ukrainian President Zelensky. Biden said Ukraine would get versions of attackums, if not long range variants that Kiev had sought for a long time. But it was unclear when exactly the weapons would be in Ukrainian hands. Well, he snuck them over. The decision also comes as the administration has grown concerned about a Russian buildup of troops and equipment for a fall offensive in what could be the largest Russian movement in months. Russian forces have launched a series of mostly unsuccessful attacks against Ukrainian positions uh, in the eastern Donetsk region uh, over the past week, but have been repelled with large losses. The Russians have resorted to the relatively crude tactics of its earliest assault in February of 2022. One of the people acknowledged, you know, that was giving this information to uh, to the press They've been throwing lightly equipped forces against Ukrainian lines and attacks that have been repulsed by Ukrainian defenders. More attacks along the hundreds of miles of Ukrainian front lines are expected in the coming weeks, making it critical that Ukraine has the longer range attackums to hit airfields and ammunition depots to blunt any Russian logistical advantages. The news could end more than a year of criticism from pro-Ukraine advocates who argued the U.S. should have delivered the attackums much earlier Kyiv wanted the missiles to more effectively attack Russian targets inside Ukraine and launched an influence campaign to pressure the administration to hand them over. But Derek fucking Brandon is a bad motherfucker, and he already sent them and trained them and everything. <laughs> oh, man. All right, AG, last in this segment, and this is more on Trump's true social. Uh, this is from Forbes. The company planning to merge with Trump Media and Technology Group, which is the owner of Truth Social Platform. Well, they've walked away from two years of financial statements after informing the Securities and Exchange Commission on Monday that its audited financials for 2021 should no longer be relied upon. Whoops. Trump lied in business documents? What? Like, oh, what? Yeah. You know those things we sent you? Don't pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to those. How many times have we heard from Republicans? Sorry, whatever that is cannot be relied upon. My financial statements, those cannot be relied upon. Our accounting can't be relied upon. Uh, what we say on Fox News can't be relied upon. Sidney Powell, nothing I say can be relied upon. That is their number. which should be on their fucking like embroidered on their hats. On yep. the, it should say MAGA on the front and just should no longer be relied upon. Right I think someone should make T-shirts that say Republicans should not be relied upon. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. All right. In May, Digital Word Acquisition Corp issued a similar notice, by the way, to the SEC regarding 
its financial statements for the year ending in December 31st, 2022. Now, the retractions began after Digital World's Management Audit Committee and advisors concluded that an error mandated reissuing the company's audited financial statements. Digital World's filings don't identify the mistake, but say it's indicative of a material weakness in the company's internal control over financial reporting and that the company's disclosure controls and procedures were not effective. I want. I have a bet. I bet it's that fucking ten million dollars that came from a Russian number one porn financer, the one that also gave thirty thousand dollars to DeSantis. Remember that? Oh yeah. They're like, we don't know where that money came from. I bet that's the material weakness is that it was fucking laundered foreign money. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm guessing though. That's just that's again speculation. Yeah, speculation. Now. Uh, AG Digital World, they plan to reissue the financial statements, and they're also sharing a plan to address the issues, and it did not provide the time frame on that. Digital World registered the SEC in May of 2021 as a publicly traded special purpose acquisition company. And in October 2021, it announced plans to merge with the former president's Trump Media and Technology Group. Well, two years later, the deal hasn't closed. Not surprising, it's like Infrastructure Week. Now, Monday's filings are just the latest problem for the firm. In June, the SEC charged a formal Digital World board member and two others with insider trading of stock. Now, the following month, Digital World settled fraud charges with the commission for making material misrepresentations in its pre-IPO filings by failing to disclose that it already was pursuing the acquisition of Trump Media and Technology Group. Now, the SPAC agreed to pay a $18 million penalty if the merger goes through. Wow. On Thursday, Digital World disclosed that investors had backed out of a $467 million in commitments and that the company was looking to cancel the remaining $533 million in planned investments. In a statement, Trump Media and Technology Group CEO Devin Nunes Sorry, it's just so fucking funny that he's in charge of those companies. As we know, he's that former Republican that he tried to sue a cow. And he said that the move would be in the best interest of completing the merger as soon as possible. So I'm not sure Devin Nunes is the best guy to be talking about what's coming. But hey, he's leading the organizations. (sighs) How many things can you fuck up? So they charged for two, two, a board member and two mm-hmm. out of three people with insider trading. Then they settled fraud charges because they lied in their pre-IPO filings. Then they paid an, agreed to pay an $18 million penalty. Then they had to give back a billion dollars in investor shit because half the investors were like, just give us our fucking money back. And now they, are, they have to say, oh, we just pull back all of their fucking financial forms because I'm sorry, they just simply cannot be relied upon. Um... Yeah, that's truly true. And then, we, of course, we have what is going on with the millions and millions of dollars that came from uh, yeah. from Russia. And was it laundered? Is this a money laundering thing? We'll see. We'll know more soon. It's it's under federal criminal investigation, too, as well as SEC <laughs> criminal investigation. They're a mess. They're everything he's t- anything he touches is under investigation right now. My God. How, if he opened a lemonade stand, there'd be 800 indictments. And he like, would, he would definitely pour the poor kid, like, the throw fuck? the poor kid under the bus. Whoever was selling the lemonade, he'd be like, yep, that's my lemonade boy. I've never seen him before. <laughs> he'd have the mob involved somehow. They'd be like mafia solo cups or something. Um, there'd be kickbacks, money laundering, shell companies. <laughs> my God, dude. Like, fuck. Wharton Business School's rolling in its grave all right 
We have a lot of good news that we have to get to today. Please send us your good news. We could use it this week and in the weeks to come. You can do that by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. We'll be right back. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG. And before I started taking AG1, I used to have terrible digestive problems. I hated it. You know, it's, you get older and that stuff happens. Like you start getting weird with dairy and like my gut was just not balanced. I've always been stressed out too. It was difficult to find the energy I needed to get through the day. But if you're a longtime listener, you know, I've been drinking AG1 for a few years now. And when I started taking AG1, drinking it daily, just a delicious scoop and a cup of water every morning, I noticed a vast improvement in how I felt day to day. And I began to feel tangible differences in my overall health. My mornings became brighter. I had more energy. It was amazing. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement. It supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and supports your immune system. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, always refining their formula based on science to create smarter and better ways to elevate your baseline health. Now, it was easy to replace my multivitamin and all my supplements. I had a cabinet full with AG1. I replaced it all with AG1 because every scoop gives me everything I need. Prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, specifically tailored for gut support. I recommend AG1 to all my family and friends because it works. I constantly hear about how much more energy they have, how thankful they are. I turn them on to such an easy and simple habit. It's only just one delicious scoop in a glass of water every day. Easy and simple. It's an easy, simple way to a healthier life. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I've been a partner with them for so long. If you want to take ownership over your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash daily beans. That's drinkag1.com slash daily beans. Check it out. And thanks today to Helix Sleep. You know, I used to wake up every morning with a terrible backache. I was stressed. I thought I wasn't sleeping because of the orange man in the White House and all of the stress of the news. But as it turned out, I was also sleeping on a mattress made for somebody else. That's when I took the two-minute online sleep quiz by Helix Sleep. And from the first night... It felt like this mattress was tailor-made for me, because it was. Now I wake up feeling better than ever, and I will never go back to an old mattress. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take that two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Now, everyone has different ways of sleeping, and Helix knows that, so they offer a variety of mattress models tailored for specific sleep positions and preferences. They have 20 unique mattresses in the Helix lineup, including the award-winning Lux Collection and the recently released Elite Collection. Plus, they have options for big and tall sleepers and kids as well. I mean, they have something for everybody. And the key to finding your perfect fit is that Helix Sleep Quiz. It's an easy way to find the best mattress that's designed to complement your body and sleep style. And once you place your order, it'll be delivered right to your doorstep, no extra cost. I was matched, as you know, with the Helix Midnight, the whole world knows I sleep on my side and I like a medium firm bed. But this is the best mattress I've ever owned in my life, a head and shoulders above anything else. And just to make sure you're completely satisfied, they have a 100 sleep uh, trial. You get to try it for 100 nights risk free. Or And plus, every mattress has a 10 or 15 year warranty, depending on the model. I trust them. So can you. And right now, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Near. 
Good and news. whatever good news you have for us, whether it's corrections or confessions, if we pronounce something wrong, let us know if you want to play What the Mutt or just share your pod pet picks. And if you don't have a pod pet, you can share an adoptable pet in your area or give a shout out to your spouse or a loved one or um, yourself. I love that kind of humble brag. That's uh, tell us what you're doing that you're proud of. I love those. Uh, if you want to give a shout out to a small business in your area that could use some support or your small business, or if you have something like shit kids say or shit you say or shit your parents say or shit somebody in your life said that just cracked you up whatever you want to send to us your theses and dissertation titles uh frog orgies baby pictures anything at all send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact i already see some incredible art here in the first Mm -hmm. um, photo so this is from joe uh pronouns she and they shout out to myself for running a half marathon this past weekend whoa on the day before my 54th birthday And speaking of being in my second half century, my master's thesis was way back in 91. It was called Breaking the Rules of Engagement, the Appropriation of Star Trek. Yes, I got academic credit for a thesis about erotic Star Trek fan fiction. Fuck yeah. Pod Pet Tax is my kitty Juno, who was rescued in the middle of a busy highway by a friend of mine in December of 2021. I agreed to take her in and she's the cuddliest cat ever. Happy birthday. Congratulations on the marathon. I did a half marathon on my 40th birthday, and it took me a very long time. But I I didn't walk. I jogged the whole way, so I was very proud of that. These quilts are beautiful. I know they're not the, supposed to be the subject of these, these this photo, but they those are really beautiful are. quilts. But the kitty looks so comfy. We have so many talented people that listen to this. I know. All right. This one's from Information so Goddess. No pronouns on this one. When I was in library school in 1986 to 1987, there were two huge shelved units full of bound dissertations. It was massive. I'm sure they're not still available in print form, but all of you folks... Your dissertations are out there on the interwebs. You are immortal whether you like it or not. My photos are not a cute pic. I've taken it upon myself to trace our family tree. I've also begun cleaning graves. This headstone is my great-great-grandfather. The flag indicates he served in the Union during the Civil War. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Begun cleaning gravestones. Look at this. Those are mind-blowing. Served in the Union during the Civil War. Wow. Wow, look at the difference. The before and after. Incredible. Well done. What a great way to honor your ancestors. Thank you, Information Goddess. All right, next up from Steve. Ladies, I heard about your podcast from an interview I listened to on The Political Girl. I think he means I am politics girl. I listen while I'm riding my bike about two hours. Awesome. I really enjoy the updates and the casual feel from the program. The fucking cursing is a plus. I'm a sailor. Thank you, Steve, for your service. Recently, we got our son and family back to Virginia from Washington. They were out there for six years. I got to spend my 70th birthday with my grandbaby. The last one we spent together six years ago when she was two and 64. Uh, now family is everything to us. So we're happy to have them with us. uh, Only a five hour drive away. Here are photos of our two Berman cats. Bella is 12. She's the white one. And Casino recently passed to the other side at 18. She was the sweetest cat imaginable. and We all miss her very much. Keep up the good work in the reporting. I also listen to Clean Up on Aisle 45. Steve, thank you so much. And I love Lee McGowan over at the Politics Girl podcast. And look at these wonderful photos. She was two and he was 64. And in this photo, she's eight. Oh, look at these beautiful kitties. No. Thank you so much for sending those. 
I'm, I'm going to grab this next one, too, because it's super short. Go for it. From Jeff P., pronouns he and him. Friday, I biked to a local brewery, Baby Cat, in Kensington, Maryland, and met this sweetheart of a tank. His name is Brutus. Of course it is. Look at this giant mastiff. Brutus. Oh, what a sweet baby. Thank you for sharing that. I know. Okay, this one's from Penny in Los Angeles. Pronoun she and her. Hi, Pod Squad. I'm glad for whatever turned me on to this podcast a couple years ago. Daily Beans is the backbone of my weekdays, a treat in my morning routine that I've already anticipated when I go to bed the night before. My dog, who was with me for 11 years, has died. I wasn't ready. He's irreplaceable. I always intended to challenge you in what the mutt, so here's good boy chief's pick to stump you, Immemorium. Now, to cope with the loss, I started volunteering two days a week at a cat sanctuary here in Los Angeles. I want to send a picture of a particularly little cat who needs a human or a couple who can support her fine dining habits. Edie can only eat rabbit meat, dog food because of allergies. She's so striking in looks and character, people gravitate to her only to be put off by the cost of maintaining her in the manner to which she's been accustomed. Edie's bright. Sometimes she likes to wear sweaters. She's a petite three-year-old cat girl, lovely in all the best cat ways. Maybe there's a listener with means who wants a companion who matches their energy and I suspect communicates telepathically. For more information about Edie, email Kelly with a Y, Kelly at kittenrescue.org. It's faster than trying to call. Thanks for introducing Edie to the Daily Beans universe. The cat pick is Edie and the mutt pick is for your best guess. Look at beautiful Edie. Aww. She's adorable. Okay, the mutt. Oh, this cute boy. Right, I'm so see. sorry you lost him. He's adorable, scruffy, scruffy Isn't one. Okay, so there's some terrier in there, right? I think so. Maybe schnauzer. Kind of it's hard because we can only see like a cute little face, but not a body. So we're just gonna go for it. Yeah, there's some schnauzery highbrows. God there. loves a terrier. God loves a terrier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had a little oh, God, snort. A great movie. Best in show. If you haven't yeah. seen it, you have to All see right. it. Um, so there's a little terrier in here. Maybe some Jack Russell. Maybe that's what Could it be. is. Could be a chihuahua because there's chihuahuas um, everywhere. Poodle chow. Of course. Absolutely. A maybe a little pity. I'm just kidding. There's no pity in this dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a sweetheart. Let's see what we've got. Um, Bijan Frise, Shih Tzu, Chihuahua. Um, I was sure he was Lhasa Apso and Jack Russell Terrier. Yeah, I thought Jack Russell too. Um, so no Chow Chow, no Poodle. But uh, there is a lot of Terrier. Uh, no. Yeah, look. there Bishan, Shih Tzu, and Chihuahua, there's no Terrier in there. That's nuts. It is nuts. Maybe if you just, that's the magic combination to make him look just like a Terrier. Thank you for that submission. And thank you for um, sharing that baby with us. Was that me or you? Mm, I think that so was cute. me, right? Yeah, you're up. Yeah, that was you. All right, from Mills, pronouns she and her. Hello, beansies. It took me a while to dig it up, but I found my dissertation title. Examining community values, identification formation, and consumer value assessment in the context of local food communities. That was my PhD in marketing. I am a sociocultural researcher. Very cool. Also, shout out to my kid and a bit of good news. My eight-year-old has mastered the three-by-three three Rubik's Cube. This is a huge boost to the self-esteem of this anxious child. He's a special mix of autistic, ADHD, and PDA, which is pathological demand avoidant, and has not been able to go to school or even leave the house much since May. He's smart, creative, and curious, and regularly teaches me about particle physics, math, chemistry, language, and joy. He's an amazing kid, and I cherish the moments when I get to see pure joy on his face. 
My child has inspired me to become a neurodiversity activist and to shift the focus of my research from sustainability and markets. My two new research projects explore, number one, the lived experiences of neurodivergent, neuro-minority people in the workplace, and two, ghost parents, the experience of parents and carers of neurodivergence children. Most PDA kids cannot go to school, and many autistic and ADHD children, or I should say autistic slash ADHD children, cannot either. There's no support for those parents. Many of us end up struggling to keep our jobs in the face of children who need us 24-7, and we often feel alone, but we are many. Thank you for all the work you do to keep democracy in the world and advocating for marginalized groups. I'm a daily listener patron. Love, love, love what you do and how you educate, celebrate, and build the community. Wow. Thank you so much. What a, um, that's a very touching submission. Um, and I love this. I love this new focus. I, I can't wait to, to know what you learn about, about the lived experiences of, of, neurodivergent and neuro minority people in the workplace and also about the ghost parents. Absolutely. Um, I want to know more like now. Truly, <laughs> Yeah, truly incredible and important work. That's an important um, body of knowledge that needs to, needs a lot more research um, for sure. And even the stuff that you were doing before, the, the consumer value assessment yeah. in the context of local food communities. I love that too. I had a long conversation with, uh, with Nick Offerman, who is very much about food and food communities. And um, we talked at length uh, about, about his work in, in that, uh, in that field. So it's all fascinating to me, but um, I love this new focus. Thank you so much, everybody for sending in your good news. If you have any good news you want to send us, please, please do. We need it this week and we're going to need it in the coming weeks. You can send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Um, I know Dana, you're going to be out tomorrow traveling, but I will be holding down the fort, but you'll be back with us on Friday, right? I will indeed. And then I've got a week off after that because I'm going to be traveling out of the country. So it's going to be hard for us to record, but I'll be back in yours Friday to say goodbye for a little while. And then I'll be back with you. You know, I'm always coming back. Yeah. And I'll be here. I'll be here holding down the fort. So that is what I do because I support all of this incredible work that you're doing, Dana. So I appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And I just I do want to say that um, I, I'm just with my social media. If you're a Beans listener and you hear this, definitely follow AG and all the social medias. I'm just going to uh, pipe out my Instagram because that's where I'm starting to post more pictures of the events that I do. And so you can see the photos of things that I talk about on the Daily Beans. And my handle is just at DG Comedy. So my initials and in comedy at DG Comedy. So Follow me on the socials, Instagram, follow AG on uh, the 50,000 platforms she's on. She knows all of those <laughs> handles. It's all at Muller, she wrote. All at there Muller, you go. she wrote. Same. All there mine's DG Comedy. Trying to streamline. That's what we do here. Yep. I have an Allison Gill Twitter, but like nobody knows me as Allison Gill. <laughs> Right. I go to I go to these events and I'm like, hey, Allison Gill. Or, and then they'll be like, oh, no. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. I'm like, Muller, she wrote. They're like, oh, OK. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's my I just legally changed my name to Muller, she wrote. Um, and then I think we could be done with it. Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you again for these submissions. Again, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. I'll be back on yours tomorrow. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Take care of your family. Vote blue over Q. Please take everyone you know with you. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane. 
with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch you will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.